feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. But listen, I'll never complain after a 1-0 win. It's another clean sheet. That's 14 wins out of 14 at home. Credit to the boys. We've bounced back today, but I would have liked us to do it and be a bit more clinical today. I thought we thoroughly deserved the win. I thought we could have won the game by more. And on a really difficult pitch, I thought we played some great stuff. We've got another game to look forward to on Wednesday, but um, you know they're in a good place at the minute. We just want to keep that rolling. The Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Cy Ferry. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 to 1717 Another week starts and another controversy off the field after Celtic win yesterday against St Johnson. Yep, it's 18 points clear at the top. Rangers now just four games and potentially one draw away from clinching their first title in 10 years and the first trophy in a long, long time. Stephen Jerry's first as a manager at Ranger is first as manager. But distraction off the field because of allegations of a party at the weekend. They say some Rangers players were there, some of the younger ones. And that's where the spotlight is today. Barry Ferguson, how do you feel? We have to be careful. There is an investigation going on. But what's your thoughts when you hear these headlines? Yeah, when I first heard about it, um, I think it was tea time yesterday. I was ang- angry, if I'm being honest. But now as the dust settles a wee bit I'm more disappointed obviously with the incidents that happened with, with Jones and Edmondson three months ago um, you would like to think that the players um, took everything that the club probably says to them after um, what, how they dealt with uh, Jones and Edmondson they, they took it on board but clearly it looks if, if some of the players haven't and it's a real disappointment I, I'm sure the manager will, will be a it'll be a mix of emotions um, anger disappointment um, in the same way the the, the players teammates um, look we're, we're all missing things just now whether it's going out yep. with your friends and socialising um, not just footballers but people in general um, so and we just light. need to, yep. we just need to see what the investigation that Rangers are doing now uh, what it brings out but Listen, really disappointed that um, some players have, have went uh, against the, the protocols and regulations. And Si, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We can see that people are talking about restrictions will lift in you know, a number of weeks. We don't know exactly when, but it's disappointing to hear the First Minister again having to speak about football. Yeah, listen, I understand that these players, it's tough for them. You know, maybe some are living away from home on their own, going back to their flat on their own on a Saturday night. It isn't easy, you know, living away from home, but it's hard for everyone just now. And... Um, They've got the privilege of still getting to train every day, Paul, and play. You know, us boys in the lower leagues, Fergie's the same. We are desperate to get back training and playing. You know, we didn't have that. We we are sitting in our house all day without football. These guys have got that release to go in there during the day. We are desperate to get it back. So, especially when, as Fergie says, your teammates have done so well this year, got themselves in a position um, that they've not been in in a number of years and you go and do something like this. And, you know, I've said it about Jones and Edmonds and the one thing you didn't want to do is throw away your, your Rangers or your Celtic career on off-field actions and they're now at Sunderland and Derby they're not at Ibrox and it'll be probably the biggest regret of their careers Paul so 
you know what Steven Gerrard does it seems like he is ruthless with these sort of things so if you're these the players that, that have been caught then then it's a worrying time for you yeah you need to look at the bigger picture you, if you're coming into the training ground and you, you've done something either it looks like they've been to a party or a house or, or whatever they've, they've done you're bringing it into the dressing room mm. and then there's a, a there could be issues on top of that uh, and I think sometimes it's selfish because you've got to think about your teammates you've got to think what Sai just mentioned there what Rangers as a club have done this season um, they've got themselves at the top of the league they're, they're playing some good stuff they're doing really well in Europe um, and there's still a bit of football to be played and um, these players are, have took the decision um, to go and do something which is clearly a, against the rules which again I'll go back to is, is a big disappointment but we need to wait to, yeah. to see um the, the investigation that our Rangers are going through but yep. I, I'll, I'll use the word to describe it just disappointing also if you're a manager as well Fergie you're so disappointed because it makes it look like the, di- the discipline that Stephen Gerrard clearly has but it makes it look like oh they're not listening to Stephen Gerrard mm-hmm. you know I've no doubt that Stephen Gerrard hammers home at least once a week don't go go home stay in your see, house see, I think that'll the... be happening every single day not just for the manager I yeah. think that'll be from the medical staff mm-hmm. listen when you leave um, this training ground we're putting trust in you. Yep. Mm. You can't hold their hands. No, of course you can't. Seven, so you've got to put trust in in the players. Um, and I know it's looking. Uh, we don't know who it is. If it's yep. young players, but they're still young adults, and they've got to be responsible. Across the city, Celtic today. The interim report promised by the chairman Ian Banker. He came out five point million loss in the first six months of the year. That's probably no surprise, mm. given COVID and you know they're not getting the revenue in the stadium. It'll be the same for all the clubs. But also, uh, there's loads of words in it, really well written about uh, the direction of the club, but not giving any detail about what will happen with Neil Lennon. And how do you take it, uh, Si? You thought Neil Lennon's there till end of the season? Yeah, uh, I think the only person that's no lost money during all this is Fergie. So <laughs> I think. <laughs> And yourself too <laughs> I think most clubs all have lost money obviously yeah. with the Covid and stuff like that but in terms of the statement this is just my beliefs from what I read for it is that Neil Lennon will be there at the end of the season I think there's going to be a fresh overall I think the chief exec's going to be new and I expect it to be a lot of new players but ultimately I expect it to be a new manager Paul again that's only my opinion not saying that I think he deserves to be sacked because I think you've seen around the world that top managers have had bad seasons mm-hmm. does one bad season deserve you the sack but just the feeling amongst the fans I just think that it'd be the best time for because the new chief exec coming in for Celtic to go and get a, get a new manager. And ironically, look at Jurgen Klopp and, you know, speculation down south. I don't think he is going anywhere, but he said a, a tough few days. They lost again to Leicester and people saying, oh, don't tell me, is Stephen Gerrard going to be called up by Liverpool? That's not going to happen just now, Barry, is it? No, I, I mean, I think it's crazy if you're saying Jurgen Klopp's going to get uh, sacked for what he's done um, the previous years. They're just going through a bad time. You've got to take in, uh, a lot of things into consideration. He's, he's lost big players mm-hmm. and that does affect your, your team. But for, for people to uh, question whether Klopp should be Liverpool manager or not, I, I think they're crazy. Listen, there's no doubt he's a fantastic manager. We all know what football's like. You go through tough times at times um, and that's what Liverpool, uh, Liverpool are going through. At this moment in time, they're just not getting results but for a call for his head, I, I think they're crazy. What do you think of the Celtic statement and what do you feel about, what did you read into that about Neil Lennon? I think Neil Lennon has got a, a real possibility of being the, the Celtic manager after this season's out of him, being honest. Just the way I, I listen to him talk about rebuilding, about looking for, for players um, to fit the criteria it's needed at Celtic um, so that that's my belief but listen we just don't know I think the fans wanted more from the statement Let, let's be honest 
Celtic fans not happy, but they'd be happy with uh, the result yesterday. 2-1 at Perth. I, I thought we played really well again. You know, I thought um, I thought we started off slowly and then, you know, I thought the, the second half of the first half we were dominant. It just frustrated not to be in front at half-time. Said them, look, St Johnson may score, you know, but the way we're playing, we, we look like we're going to score goals today. And that proved to be the case. We scored two fantastic goals second half, but I thought some of the football we played today on a really sticky pitch was... Top drawer. Sai, what did you make of it? Yeah, the first 20 minutes was poor. But I think you're going to get that going to St Johnson on a pitch like that. You know, it was very similar to the St Mirren performance the week before. Um, but again, showed character, went one down, could have easily folded given the, the pressure that's on them. Uh, and I thought the second half they did play some great stuff. The biggest thing for me, Paul, is a Celtic looked much better off the ball in terms of their organisation. I thought Scott Brown was really good in that role. You know, Duffy and I are stepping in. Uh, and Brown had the, the positional sense to go and fill in for them. So Celtic. Listen, they've played, we've said it before, going forward has not been the problem for Celtic, it's been at the back. And for me, there's been an improvement, it's just too late on that improvement. You know, I was saying this three weeks into the season, Paul, that Celtic looked vulnerable at the back. I think they've got that in order now. Uh, and again, I agree, I need to agree, in the second half, I thought some of the goals, some of the football was outstanding. I do think that, you know, when you get a guy like Christie playing in there up front, Turnbull and Rogic, it's very, they're all, they're all within two yards of each other, Fergie. I think they're missing that Lee Griffiths type who runs in behind. And that's, I think that was the problem first half. Everyone coming at the ball. Yeah, yeah but I was just going to say that everybody was coming to the ball. And listen, it wasn't a great set, uh, first half, sorry. Um, it wasn't great to watch. Um, and I thought St. Johnson scoring the goal sparked Celtic into life. Mm. And, and again, a lot's been questioned whether they've got the character. But for me, they showed character and abundance coming back. And um, they could have scored another a couple of goals. But after St. Johnson scoring the goal, they, they come back and they showed their quality. And look, I think the difference on the day was um, Edward mm. up top. He's now starting to find a bit of form. And that's the, the reason why, for me, Celtic did win the game. I thought his, second, his first goal was really good. Good um, movement with Christie, good cross. Um, Edward's got across the front post in front of the, the Celtic defender and I thought the second goal was, was excellent as well calm he showed a bit of calmness yeah. um, so he was a difference but for me end of the day I think Celtic did edge it and deserved to win the game but even the first goal Fergie it comes for Christie was coming to feet a lot first half second half for the goal Christie runs in behind no one behind but doing the side it is hard to play in behind when teams like St Johnson are sitting in but there is the wee gaps where you can get doing the side of them that's probably the first time in the game Christie done that and then his quality comes through with his wee touch to take care of the game and it's a lovely delivery that, that Edward's not scored enough of the goals for me, Paul. You know, he should be scoring more of the goals as a Celtic centre-forward. Most of these goals have been through outside the box with a great bit of skill, but they're, they're, they're the goals that gets you 20, 30 a season. Um, so I think if Edward could add that to a game, again, it brings his game on, but again, with Fergie's second goal, the touch, he was just a level above yesterday, Edward. Here's Neil Lennon. Here's Neil Lennon speaking about the striker. You know, Watson's back to his very best. Not just his goal scoring, but thought his play in general, particularly second half, was really, really good. Thought his link-up play and positional sense and the way he was switching the play was good. And his two finishes are absolutely class. The first goal he needs to do more often: get across the front post. There was an opportunity to do that first half with a quick, quick word with him about it. And he will score more goals if he does that. It's a real striker's goal. And then the second goal is a brilliantly worked team goal, and he had the real composure at the end of it. And that's what he really showed second half: a lot of you know class and composure on the ball. For me, the, the second goal, a good centre forward tries to finish out first time. And a top centre forward does what, what Ed, uh, Edward done. Took that extra couple of touches to steady himself and, and slot it into the back of the net. I did think he was a difference. I, I think the first half, not every player was in top form, but I thought he he was a level above in the second half for me. 
is uh, Neil Lennon just mentioned there you don't see enough now I think modern day centre forwards mm. getting across the, the, fr- the front post and he done that he got his goal but for me He's shown why a lot of clubs are, are going to be interested in Edward. His value going back up again, 20 goals so far this season, too late to win the title. What do you think's happened to him, Si? What do you reckon? Um, again, I, I think he's not a set partner all year. Aye, yeah. I, I think early on in the season, Celtic were playing this slow possession game where it was back and it was sideways and yeah. Edward was slowly going at the game, whereas now it's very much coming at the ball forward into the front too. Mm. And, and certainly kind of better team when Edward's on the ball you know the more he gets to the ball the more he's interested in the game even see him yesterday Paul in the second half he's chasing back into his own half to get the ball back I've not seen that enough for him this, this year you know there's no doubt he's quality on the ball top class but I watch somebody like Jamie Vardy down south and the way he works for the team you know that I think that maybe is where Edward needs to improve that along with the, the six yard box goals but as I say when Celtic play to his strengths Paul he's he's a class above and I think it helps when you've got the likes of Turnbull Rodgick and Christie on the team because they're creative players that, that, that Edward likes to link with same with what we're saying about Kent with Itton. you know he, he didn't get the best out of Kent because he can't really link with Itton. Mm-hmm. when he's with Morelos or a right you can go and bounce the ball off him and you see the best of him I think it's similar with Edward I think what's maybe happened is Neil Lennon's maybe took him to the side and says listen if you do, do want to go mm-hmm. to the top level you'll need to step up your performances mm. and start go, uh, scoring goals and I think that's what's maybe happened um, there's no doubt for me Edward can go and play at the top end of the, the Premier League top four, top six whatever you want to call it um, so his form I mean in terms of goals he's scored a lot of goals his form's not been what it's been previous so maybe the, the manager's had a, a wee word in his ear listen it's like any player they've got ambitions to go and play at the highest level maybe he's taking them aside and says look listen you might need to work that wee bit harder let's go and show the level of performances and then you will get that move that, that you maybe want so, uh, you see I see it as well with guys like Tom Rogic you know working harder Rogic's ability has never been in doubt but over this last wee period I see him chasing people back and that's what Celtic have not done well enough this year you know as I say it's too little too late in terms of that the one thing you do get St Johnston's goal I think comes for him no tracking his runner for the goal. but that's what you're going to get if you're going to play Tom Rogic on the right hand side of a diamond but and just in terms of Celtic being better it's all came through hard, working harder Paul no doubt about it and I, I think he's got a team on the pitch where he can trust yeah. mm-hmm. he, he's definitely can trust and you can see that there, there is a, a, a different edge to them they're playing for each other now yeah they yeah, know the system and, yeah. and maybe listen Neil might look back and maybe he was a bit too loyal to, to some maybe. players yep. that's, that's, that happens in the game um, but now I do think he's got players on the pitch that he can 100% trust to go and, and win him a game of football 24 hours earlier Rangers had this uh, a brilliant goal by Ryan Jack the manager speaking about it afterwards any midfielder will be happy with a strike like that I think the touch complemented the strike yeah, I think it's going to go right up inside the top three of our goals of the season without a shadow of doubt I think he might might just lose out to Kamar's wonder strike in Europe but that's what I want Jacko to keep trying to add to his game he's capable he's got the technique to shoot from distance we've been encouraging all the midfielders to take shots on we've scored a few from outside the box this year but nowhere near enough so yeah fantastic strike deserves to win any game of football and it's great to have him back he's got a bit of a, a kick on his calf today but I'm sure he'll be fine and pull through what do you think? Yeah, he's fit to win any game, no doubt about it. And as the manager just mentioned there, it was his first touch. It, it set him up perfectly. He, he volley into the, the top of the, the top corner. Sorry. So no, great finish, and that's something that we have mentioned on the show before. I think Ryan Jacks became a big player for Rangers. There's no doubt about it, and it's one thing that he he can maybe add to his game. 
his goals and he's shown that he can score goals but no what a finish it was a, it was an absolute wonder strike and as I said fit to win any match now who's gone for the game to now fair again at midfielder shooting for distance yep. I think back in the day with Petrov it's like you know any chance he had yourself at Rangers guys like Alberts you know think of Lampard's yeah. goals Gerard doing so it's a dying, dying they want to score the perfect goal want to score the, but yeah. even now when I'm watching we were watching Rangers Saturday you know I'm talking about Joe Aribo when you've got a guy like Davis behind you and Jack you've got that security go and get in the box go and score goals is that right you think they're trying to get a perfect goal I, don't, I, think, more into, I think everyone's now interested in, in coming to the ball Paul and keeping possession oh. and, and playing 5 and 10 yard passes where, boring. for me the top players are the, get the guys that get you goals through midfield I'll use him as an example used to drop deep to control the play but as soon as that ball went forward he's an off a striker trying to get a shot away on goal we've seen it in Saturday side didn't we we've seen when I'd mentioned about Devil bombing forward a couple of times in the second half there's a good um Good connection between him and Jack. Yeah. Um, look, Devil's not going to date as much with obviously his age. Um, there's no doubt about that. But it's something that, that the manager's been clear on. He wants his midfielders to score goals. And see, when you've got midfielders that score goals, it makes a makes a massive difference to the team. And Ryan Jack's starting to, to step up. And he just mentioned there, Stephen Davis, the manager spoke about him. He was man of the match. We spoke about him a couple of days ago in the press conference. He's vital for the team, real big player for us. His consistency levels have been outstanding. I hope when I sit down and have the one-to-one with him that he's still as enthusiastic to carry on beyond this season because I still think he's got loads and loads to offer. We're lucky to have him. He was outstanding again today. You know, and he's, he's really pushing himself in the running for player of the year for me without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. 13 years since he first played for Rangers I know he was away at Southampton um, surely he'll sign again for another year we're trying I to get him with so. Peter <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so for me he just oozes class yeah. Yeah. there's no doubt about it he was he was the best player on the pitch by a country my own a lot of people might watch it and think he, he never played any vital passes but say si, I'll tell you for me that holding midfield role was so vital in a, in a team and he just manages the game perfectly and he brings a real calmness and patience to the Rangers team and I, I'm delighted when the manager just mentioned there that hopefully he's going to sit him down and, and um, get him to stay on for a, another season if he doesn't play every single game next season that's fine just to have somebody like Stephen Davis run about the dressing room and the other fellow midfielders can go and learn off him. It's a great thing to have. But he pretty much is this season, isn't he? It's been amazing. Yeah. I mean, I judge top players on decision making and Stephen mm. Davis makes great decisions all over the pitch. He, he knows when to bounce at first time, when to get turned, when to play forward, when to slow the play down, when to speed it up. And you know, he, he never gets flustered, eh? you never see him happy, you never see him smiling, you never see no. him upset. He's kind of just on that same Is he quite serious, even Barry? keel the full yeah. time. That, that's just concentration. Just yeah, head. he's just fully concentrated on, on the game in hand. But what I love about him, see if he does go and misplace a pass, he goes and gets yeah. it again. Give me it again. He's not scared to go and make mistakes. And for me, that's a sign of a top, top player. But also, like you say, Fergie looks after himself. First and foremost Because again at 36 A credit to himself The way he was getting About that pitch I, I, When he first came up From Southampton I was a wee bit Unsure But then If you look back He hadn't played a lot of football For six months You know You get a certain age mm-hmm. um, You become a bit rusty But since he's got game time This season He's been immense for Rangers Hasn't happened to you yet Simon But we'll look out for I'm it the, I'm the lower league Steve Davis Just to let you know Yeah indeed <laughs> We've got Simon Ferry And Barry Ferguson After this And we're taking your calls the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go!
So making the switch, we're on from 5 to 7, Monday to Friday, the Go Radio Football Show, with our friends at OPC Energy Limited. With us tonight, as always, a Monday and a Friday, is Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers, Scotland, Blackburn Rovers, Blackpool, Birmingham, Stop captain it. and... Uh, Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop <laughs> he's just say he's a Kelty manager. Just say Barry Ferguson, Kelty Hearts manager. And manager of Kelty Hearts, <laughs> he's with us. And so is Cy Ferry, social media guru, entrepreneur, <laughs> columnist, rubbish. and uh, Peter Head's first team coach Steve Davis of League One just call it uh, I like that just actually yeah. Yeah. that's good yeah mm-hmm. but you're a good bit younger than Stephen Davis and better of course. looking let's yeah, be well, steady mm-hmm. uh, listen what a weekend <laughs> <I'm really sure laughs> <that>. <laughs> uh, Celtic winning yesterday 2-1 as you know Rangers 1-0 on Saturday result of the weekend Sai for you was it the five goals out in Lanarkshire oh it's got to be the old Tamanakis Fair play to Brian Rice. Really, really like what he's done at Hamlin. Especially, I'll go back to it, the Ross County result. I really feared for them. Losing two goals in the last seven minutes. Any other group of players would have yeah. dropped them. But Hamlin are a special bunch. And it's not just get the results, Paul. It's the performances that they've put in. And they look like a team that are well drilled and full of confidence, which is a credit to both the manager and the players. Yeah, he, they've clearly took... A lot of uh, confidence out that Rangers performance. As I said, I thought at the end of the day they deserved to beat Rangers. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I thought I thought Rangers get away with one, but I watched the highlights and and um, Hamilton just looked full of confidence. Some decent goals. I thought uh, Bruce Anderson up top looked lively. Yep. He's now starting to show that he he's got a lot of potential. Um, but no, what what a result for for Hamilton and. I love Brian Rice's interview. He's still not happy. Yep. Um, anyway, they go and win a dart before one, so and off the bottom of the table. Yeah, well, yep. I think Motherwell. What they've been great this year is defending. And since um, Alexander came in defending the box, but Ockenpo and Anderson just really them all day. The amount of crosses that Hamlin put into to Motherwell's box and and Anderson and uh, look like they're going to be a real handful for him. And then not only that, Paul is what I love about Hamlin. You think a team bottom in the league with two up front. They put balls in the box and it'd only be the two of them in the box. Ross Callahan's bursting. We're talking, like, I'm talking about Rebo. Ross yep. Callahan's bursting his neck to get in the box. When you're watching the highlights, there was four, five, and even there was a couple of times six people into the box. That Brilliant. just shows you the mindset they're going to win the game. Yeah. Um, sitting bottom in the league, I think Brian Rice and his, his players have just got a. Just the attitude, they said, you know what, we're going out and we're going to go and try and win every game we play in. And you know what, it paid off. It paid off on Saturday. They were fantastic. I know Muddle get the man sent off. Um, it was a clear sending off to me yep. um, but overall Hamilton deserved the three points you know, it was a master stroke sorry Paul it was uh, because they're, they're attacking in, f- in four and fives they've put a do- he's took a Dolphin who was a centre centre back central midfield in the centre midfield mm-hmm. and he just sits in front of that so it's basically a back four when everyone's attacking he was showing a bit of skill as well did why you is see? he back killing like? <laughs> no. he's getting carried away with you that's confidence <laughs> yeah. it just shows you like Brian Rice a lot of people I think he came in he signed him as a right back he was playing yeah. at the start and it just shows you that Brian Rice has seen something different in him put him in the centre of the park and he just he holds that midfield together he lets other guys go and bomb on and he sits in there and, and dictates it but again it shows you how important it is to get a set formation I've said it all year you, you know, have the teams yep. that do get yep. the same 11 on the team on, on the pitch each week they get results I mean Motherwell cha- a couple of changes for that Hamilton game I don't understand what I know they weren't great against Kelly but you win the game you know I think he took Crawford out and maybe put uh, O'Hara was mm-hmm. that he put in but um, no, a fantastic result for right, him. More about that in the second hour. Dundee United beating Livingston 3-0. We're going to talk about the red cards. Barry Ferguson, you're not happy. But we'll hold yeah, it just now. Uh, you're uh, not happy. No, yeah. I'm not. But I think it was a joke. Is that a contact sport or not? Uh, honestly, I watched both of them. Paul, it's at most a yellow card. And the Livingston one. 
I'm just um, baffling. I, yep, I, I just couldn't believe uh, what I was what I was watching. Fergie, did you see the player's reaction? He's walked away thinking it's a foul, and then he's turned him round. I don't even think he's getting a yellow card. <laughs> yeah. No, he's just think. I think the referee's telling him to maybe calm down a wee bit. I'll just just go on, man. He's you seen his reaction? I just yep. honestly. I don't know It worries me for the football This is a physical game People need to remember that Who's this coming from? Where is it coming from? I know we'll say it's up on top Because the refs are being You know They've, they've been watched Even Pollitt's Pollitt's I know you said yeah. a booking For me it's not even a booking It's a foul yep. at, at, at most uh, At most I'm saying A booking And even oh. Pollitt And even the Livingston players Round about What's their reaction? Mm. Yep. Can the referee no sense that With the reaction? You know when he sees that guy Walking away from the Livingston centre half Walking Surely he thinks right that's not a red card by his reaction of walking away to get back into position because he knows at most it's a free kick from mm. me. Know, he sent him off. It's the fi- is it Fitzwater? I think they are worried the, about the missing get... these now and getting pulled up. I think that's I think maybe so. what it, it looks is. like it, doesn't it? We'll come back to it later. And Aberdeen St Mirren 0-0. Two headlines there. Aberdeen, the question and answer is off tomorrow night. Dave Cormack was going to be doing a Zoom call with Aberdeen fans. It's not happening. He said they've issued the statement last week about the manager's future. They're right behind Derek McInnes. And at St Mirren, Jim Goodwin has signed a new contract along with his assistant manager until 2024. Highest paid manager ever at... Uh, St Mirren no so, bad, eh? yep. Saints fans will be happy Let's take uh, more calls then We're going on the line Ryan's on the line uh, Good evening Ryan Evening guys How are you doing? Yeah good thanks How are you? Um, I just want to touch on the statement Celtic have made today um, Yeah A bit of review That I think was conducted by toddlers Because um, clearly You're not happy Clearly a review has <laughs> yeah. not happened And clearly the statement was just used to kind of, you know, pander to, to the fans, the, the people that are paying the money to, to try and pacify us. Um, I just think, uh, in, in the statement, that Ian Banker alluded to the fact that we had, that results have been disappointing. In what walk of life, when results are what you expect, does the person responsible for those results continue to keep his job? I just... No other business, no other walk of life would that happen. So I'm just confused. I just want to see what the guys think of it. What would you can I ask? What what Ryan would have liked to to heard in the statement? Would you have liked to know whether Neil Lennon's oh. going to be there next year? I would have, uh huh, because uh, he's clearly coming out in the in the in the press and talking about plans for next season and the next couple of years. And at, at the end of the day, that's what Celtic fans want to hear. Celtic fans um, have kind of came to the end of their tether with Neil Lennon. Um, and a change should have happened in October and had a change happened we might be still in this title race because um, I don't I think Rangers have they've not any pressure applied to them so they've kind of had a free walk to it um, and it's just it's it's baffling how, how Celtic conducted their business this season Again I've got one more question sorry and then I'll let Fergie So do you think I'm not trying to argue with you here so I agree it's not been good enough but so do you think Klopp should be sacked at Liverpool for, for, what, for what's happening there? Well, the results haven't been good enough at Liverpool either, so that's up for Liverpool. But, sorry, I mean, I, I didn't pay £500 for a season book at Liverpool to watch it in the house. I paid for it for Celtic, so I'm really only interested in Celtic. And results haven't been good enough. It's not it's no even that they've not been good enough. They've been, they've been symbolic. Everything Celtic have touched or did this season has been absolutely amateur. And to go from a period of utter dominance to this circus this season has... Uh, it's baffling. It just baffles how a, a professional football club can can behave like this. 
I think the Celtic fans want or they deserve to know what's happening at the club. They're, they're desperate to know who's going to be taking them forward. They're desperate to go uh, to see what the future holds, who they're going to be um, signing. So that that's where I, I think the disappointment comes in for the, the, the Celtic fans. I mean, I've got a couple of mates and they were speaking about it today on, on the group chat. What's their take? They're, they're baffled as well. They want to know who is taking the club forward mm-hmm. and then who is taking the club forward who is then going to be signing players. Is there a de- director of football going to come in? Is there a head of recruitment going to be coming in? They, they just want to know. And listen, that's the pay. I think Ryan just mentioned there. What is it, 500 odd quid? It's a mm-hmm. lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So... Fans for me are the most important people at football clubs and they deserve to know what way their club's going. I mean, it's a long yeah. statement, Si. You've read it as well. There's loads of words in there, but I think summarising it, the chairman has said uh, social media platforms demand an instant answer for the club. It's not the season that they planned for. Um, they're really disappointed, but they say that they can't give a, an instant answer. No. And the way forward, I, they're taking their time, you know, but it's taking too much time. Almost but we keep going on about it. See, see the now going forward next season, this is the time you've got to start recruiting players and yep. going identifying sure. players yeah. and then a manager needs to be in place to go and do that and, and that's why that's why I'm thinking Neil Lennon could be in charge going forward because yeah. if you're a player he's speaking about it Paul yeah. Yeah. he's speaking about it in interviews when he's yeah. asked about it mm-hmm. he's got a clear vision of who he maybe want to bring in and obviously the clear out started with a few players leaving um, but the Celtic fans have got every right to to know what's going on at their football club what way the club are going forward by, by the way, I agree with Ryan. It hasn't been anywhere near good enough. I think after the Ross County game, I, I thought it was a time for a change. But, you know, the feeling amongst the fans now is I, I think it would be very difficult for Lenny to, to go on and take the team again next year when fans are back in the stadium. It's just a, it seems to be an all-round feeling that Celtic fans want to change. And I think because of that, inevitably, it will happen. You know, I think with the new chief exec coming in, I think that'll be their... Uh, the but first thing will be getting a director of football, Fergie. July the first. But again, you, you don't know if they're maybe trying to get somebody uh, in place just now, Fergie. We mm. don't know that. You know the way things are done now. It wouldn't have surprised me if behind the scenes, like are speaking to technical directors and managers, it really wouldn't. Have. And we mentioned that on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Fergal has been mentioned. He's been linked. Yeah. I think I seen oh. in the paper the other day the guy from Bournemouth's been linked as well. I think okay. they've maybe spoken to him. So that yep. makes you suggest that me looking at it from the outside if they're speaking to him Eddie Howe could be a, possibly be a, a possibility but I think they will give Neil Lennon at the end of the season before the before they announce anything see when you're, you're signing a player do you know yourself if, if a club are coming to you now yeah you you want to know who's in charge going forward who's but, going to be coaching you who's going to be managing you yeah that's the difficulty they've got just now if they're, if they're trying to recruit who is the manager Ryan, what do you think? What was the chat this afternoon since this came out mid-late morning uh, among the Celtic fans? Because there's very few... Who, well, nobody's happy with what's happening, are they? Well, I think Ty and Barry have just hit the nail on the head. You know, Barry's talking about his group chat. The group chat I'm in with the Ramseed boys for the bus. It's been going on like wildfire the day because everybody's just... We, we recognise it's just a statement. It's just a statement for the sake of a statement. There's been no review done. Size touched on the fact that it's, he, he notices that there's a feeling among Celtic fans that we don't want Neil Lennon. Could you imagine? Could you imagine a packed Celtic Park next season if we're ever back in the stadiums or when we're back in and Neil Lennon's still the manager? Celtic fans feel that they've been taken for a ride this season. We've paid money trying to go for a ten, and we might not have got the ten, but it should never have ended like this. We should never have. It should never have been as symbolic as this. So if we can all see it sitting here, you guys in the panel. Me, the guys in my group chat, it's a common consensus among Celtic fans that Neil Lennon needs to go, yet Ian Banker and Peter Lowe 
don't agree with that opinion, then clearly they're so far out of touch that it's unreal. OK, Ryan, thanks very much for um, making a call. Uh, there's loads of calls coming in from Celtic fans and on the socials too. 0808 17 17 700. I think we're going on to line two now. Derek is on the line. Derek, good evening. Hello, Derek. We'll maybe come back to him in a moment or two. It's a, a Derek Johnson, isn't it? <laughs> Is it big Derek? Hello, fair news. <laughs> <laughs> Fergal Harkin, you mentioned, uh, you know, he's been mentioned as director of football operations. He's at Man City. What's he like, Si, for those that didn't hear you on Saturday? Yeah, he was, uh, I was a young, I think I was maybe 20, 21 when Fergal was the night sponsor at Celtic. Good guy. I really, uh, I liked him. I couldn't speak about his football in terms of his beliefs and stuff like that, Paul, because it was a long time ago. But, um, did they give you free, bo- free boots? Free boots, uh, sorted as it, he did. He did sort of as it. But I, one thing I did, I will say is, I, I remember him and Neil Lennon were quite close. You know, they were quite tight. Um, so I don't know if you can read any of that. I don't, has he been interviewed, Paul? You know? Well, we don't know. Nobody yeah. knows for sure, but it has been mentioned. That, that's something that, yeah. Ryan there, that, that's what mm. Celtic fans want to know. What What is going on? Is yeah. people getting, getting interviewed, interviewed yeah. for um, roles like a director of football or head of recruitment, whatever you want to call it? That, that's what they want to know. See, in terms of this position, though, the probably the most successful one, say, like if I would be, would I be right in saying John Park? Uh, well, you just need to look at the players. But the what, players what John Park had, and you always say it, is they had a, he had a great relationship you with need the manager. That exactly. We, we spoke about that on Saturday. A, a director of football or head of recruitment and a football manager need to have a, a relationship that's unbreakable. They might disagree in some things, but they need to trust each other and they need to go on meet each other really well. Derek, I trust you're on line two. A Rangers fan. Hi, Derek. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, Paul. Uh, the last caller that was on says that Rangers have had a free run this year with no pressure on them. Celtic's had that for the last nine years. <laughs> so... So, that wasn't that wasn't Celtic's fault, mind you, was it? That was Rangers' fault. The state the club got into. Not it's not Celtic, was it? Well, it's not Rangers' fault that Celtic's getting their Celtic this way this year, is it? I know, and that's did life, I, isn't it? Nobody gets it their own way all the time, do they? Did I hear right that Barry saying that Edvard could be in the top four or six in England? Yes, I did say that. But is that the championship? So nobody the the big week. No, it's not the championship. It says the Premier League. Nah. So, so, well, that's so, my opinion. That's my opinion. Who would you be replaced at Manchester City or Liverpool? I'm not saying Man City or Liverpool. Well, well, we'll be doing well that's my that, that that's my opinion. So who's replacing then? What do you mean? Who's who? Who's replacing? So if you're saying it's not Manchester City or Liverpool, so who would you be playing? I'm saying he Manchester could go and play United. top six in English Premier League. That's what I'm saying. Nah, no chance. Well, West Ham were six last year. You could go and play for West Ham. Mm-hmm. You would start for West Ham. Uh, uh, what Fergie's saying is he go he would go down and be part of a squad at Man City. Hundred yeah. percent. You know, Gabriel Jesus is playing up front for Man City. For me, no top top class. I think under a manager like uh, he's not going to go to Man City. But I'm just saying, you know, under a manager like. He's only 21 year old Still improvement there With a top manager He'll go and improve But what Fergie's saying is You could go and be a part Listen, Of a top six squad That's my opinion yeah. yeah And Derek Do you think it's Derek great Derek doesn't need to agree with it No of course not but Yeah He can say He played in the championship Well I think he can play In the Premier League Sure That's my opinion Derek Well look at Chelsea as well Tammy Abraham You didn't think uh, Edward's a better player Than Tammy Abraham Good question Derek you can't. Uh, you would need to judge them at, over a season, and Chelsea might not make the top six. 
<laughs> I'm not oh, going to no, no, do that. Derek, <laughs> you, I thought you'd be in good form. You'd be happy. 18 points clear. And listen, Rangers absolutely deserve every one of those points. And this is Rangers season. Are you enjoying it? Yes. Uh, I wasn't a Gerard fan at the start, but he's proved me wrong. So, uh, they're playing some cracking football. It didn't play that well in, in Saturday, but it's it's the results of having business as long as you get the results. Yep. We should probably win the more on Saturday. What about the Ryan Jacks goal on Saturday? What did you think? He should be doing that a lot more, him and, uh, and maybe Arrivo. I don't understand why they keep trying to pass the ball into the net. And the guys were saying earlier, you don't see the midfielders, uh, you know, having a pop from twenty-five yards out, twenty yards out, the way they used to, the way Barry did. Well, I, t- yeah. I tell you, that's something that Ryan Jack has brought to his game, mm-hmm. and I, I think he should be looking at getting ten to fifteen goals a season. Certainly, with Devil sitting behind him, Ryan Jack can go and drive forward. I, I, I think Ryan Jack's getting better and better every time I see him. There was a there was a wee spell that he had fair. Was it last year or this year where he was scoring goals? Yep, I think he went in a run. I think six six or seven goals over like a, a ten game period. He, he can certainly do that, and it's clear that the manager wants him to, to bring that to the to the party. And I, I think he can. I think he can get ten to fifteen goals a season, Ryan Jack. But it is also tough as well, Paul. You're you're, you're asking Ryan Jack to get ten fifteen goals, but because the two fullbacks go so high. There's times where Ryan Jack maybe can't make the edge of the box because he's covering for the likes of Tavernier yep. and Barisek. So he brings a lot to Rangers, as you say. You see him last week at Hamilton, and, and he's used to the ball when he came on was also very good. So yeah, he's, he's, he's more better. than just. There's no doubt he's improving every single every single time I watch Ryan Jack. He's improving. Derek, before you go, what's your scoreline in Belgium, Royal Antwerp on Thursday? Two one Rangers. Two one Rangers. Cheers. The Bull Radio Football Show. The Bull Radio Football Show. Heckler Avenue. <laughs> is that is that our caller that was on a few moments ago? Derek. Derek's house is yeah. under, isn't it? Good to see Barry coming out there, wasn't it? He was ready. That was a real Barry Ferguson there, wasn't it? Round one. Ding Listen, ding. Here we go. See the thing is, it's all about opinions, and that's my opinion. Absolutely. I think he could easily be a play with a, a top six uh, team. And I think easily he's got the ability to go and do that. We're live, we're on the podcast, we're live on the show as well. Before the break, we had uh, Derek who was on, and that was good stuff, Barry, that with him, you know, you came back, that's his opinion, but your opinion is he could play top six, Edward. It's all about opinions, Paul. And my opinion is that he you could he could easily play in the top six in England. Well, if Derek disagrees with that, that's up to him. But that's my opinion. Good radio. He's put his knuckle duster on into Fergie. He's ready to go, man. Toe to toe. What I didn't yeah. say is what Derek says he wouldn't go into a Man City and Liverpool team. I never said that. No. Mm. You said a top six. Yep. Yep. So who's in the top six just now? Of course. Um, Everton. Everton, yeah. Yep. Leicester City. Yeah. West Ham, close. Yep. Can change tonight, can't it? Yep. Chelsea. Yep. 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 Two big matches tonight down south. Well, Chelsea Good might stuff. not get in the top six. So, yeah, Derek, <laughs> sorry. <said> that. <laughs> it's good stuff. You can call in 08 08 17 17 700 si. Again your yep. point is as well You know look at Stuart Armstrong He could go yeah. and do that You know and people for, that have came That haven't made the impact Edward had is in, in, the, in the Premier League Of went down there John McGinn's no far off the top six You know he never Although he was good up here He never lit it up like Edward did So I, I, I'm i going to stick up for my mate And agree with him Let's take another <laughs> call now um, George is on the line George good evening Hi lads how are you doing Good right? thanks how are you I'm up very well, thanks very much for asking. So, happy on Saturday, Ryan Jack Yeah, it's, Yeah, just a few things. It's, um, I do think the result 
you know, didn't complement the performance. I'm not saying Rangers were outstanding, but they did miss a couple of guilt end chances, which if it was two or three nothing, we would obviously be saying it was a better performance. You know, some of the I don't think we break as fast as a team as we should. I think we get to the last third. A lot of times we turn inside and we, we lose the opportunity. I think Kent's one of the worst for that. Um, I think that's something Gerard will probably work on next season. I think I've said that in the show before. Okay. Breaking, um, you know, we, we, we tend to grind teams down to about 75 minutes, you know, because we're a really fit team. And I don't think we capitalise on that as much as we have been in the start of the season. Um, and I think that's something the team has to work on. Also, just a quick note, um, it's one of my gripes. I cannot stand hearing it. I've heard it all season. It's the fact that Rangers are in the position because of Celtic's demise. This is a Brendan Rodgers season that we are doing at the moment. Same kind of points tally we can get, same kind of goals, same kind of wins. Celtic would have struggled, even under current better form, to compete with us. You know, we're one of the worst countries for it. You, you don't hear... Man City won a domestic treble the year before Liverpool won the league. And not anybody in England did ever say it was due to, down to uh, Man City's demise that Liverpool won the league with so many points. It was down to what Liverpool done. Beating teams in front of them, week in, week out, not losing domestic games on a regular basis, wins you the league. It's not our fault what happened to Celtic, but it's no Celtic's demise where Rangers are. It's what Rangers have done. Mm-hmm. Celtic wouldn't have won the league even if they were playing well, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep, I agree with you. George, I don't think Rangers are getting the credit they deserve. Um, everything's about how bad Celtic have been um, this season. Um, you just need to go and look at the, the former Rangers and the league doesn't lie. Uh, the games that they've won... Um, and I, I'm with them. I honestly think far too many people up here look on your closest rivals how badly they're doing. Uh, they're doing. Don't focus on who's doing well. And I think Rangers totally deserve to be with there. And the goal difference, yeah, Barry. That happens down pl- south, Barry. You know, um, it does a bit. You make a good. You make yeah, a. Yeah. No, nobody was talking about. They, they won a domestic treble the year before, mm-hmm. and they did. They didn't put it down to the demise of Man City. Or, you know, obviously Man United are. You know, they're getting back, but they were terrible for years. But in regards to the, there's only really two teams in that that can win the league down there now, and it was all made about how good Liverpool won. And I think we need to be more proactive in regards to who's winning something rather than somebody who's who's runner up or becoming second because that gets you nothing. You know, you win things on merit. You know, mm-hmm. it's as simple as that. Well, the goal difference side plus sixty one for Rangers, seventy nine points. Celtic sixty one points. 41 plus 41 is a 20, point, uh, 20 goals difference. And I think on this programme, we've had plenty of chat about Rangers and re, we you know, we try to be the positive side of football. Mm. And for Rangers, that's where the positive stories have been this season. They've only lost eight goals, haven't they? Yeah, that's, yeah. Why, that's yeah. why they're going to win the league, Paul. Yeah. They've been miles better than Celtic defensively yep. in terms of setup, in terms of how they press the ball, in terms of how hard they work from the, from the strikers to the midfielders to the defenders. Starting to see it a wee bit for Celtic where they've got that structure defensively and they're winning more games of football but Rangers have had that constantly throughout the season as we've said before you look at Rangers front three okay at times like he says we can't maybe turns back in but one thing they guarantee yeah, you Paul right. is hard work and they go and get the ball back for the team and they shift across as a team they go up the pitch as a team and they come back as a team they've had that for for 30, 30 odd games this season and it, and it shows you how, how effective it is when they go and play good teams in Europe like Benfica and because I, 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 of that set up you've got the Europe too which yeah. people mm-hmm. seem to Disregard, you know, we're playing like this in Europe too, so it's not as if 
it's domestic domination and we're no obviously putting that form into a, like another competition you know Europe have been fantastic also I just picking up on the break you know I'm just wondering what you think about that is you know I think that is one chink in the armour is I don't think we break fast enough as a team and I think we do too much one extra pass two extra passes I think that's something Gerard will work on next season I just wonder what you think about that yeah in terms of your first point where obviously Kent and other players coming inside I think it's it's tough George at times when, when teams come to Ibrooks and sit behind the ball that's where I think this I've mentioned that a few times in the show I think the biggest difference in this Rangers team is you need a lot of patience now and it, it might take up until 70 minutes 75 minutes to break break teams down and I think previous to that the previous couple of seasons Rangers became frustrated I don't think they let that creep into their game now um, I, I mean I've been in the position myself it, it is tough and that's when you need players to, to keep a real calmness about them um, in terms of breaking forward I, I, I see where you're coming from I mean I, I think the first six months of the season they were excellent when they were breaking forward a big um, part of that was Arfield as well Fergie yep and Arfield missing yeah. um, makes their runs beyond yeah. and quite a, quite a lot of teams now are trying to stop Barisic and Tavernier which they, the both fullbacks breaking forward has been a, a, a big a big threat for Rangers um, so Rangers might need to come up with other ways of, of playing and I'm sure they will because you, you see the way that they're, they're coached they're definitely a well coached team and I'm sure the manager they get will plot every year Barry yep. you know they get better you know I mean like Barry you were an outstanding football player I'm not just saying that you know there's some of the stuff that you've done in your own, younger years you know when you're coming to the scene Outstanding one in a generation. I totally agree with what Paul said before. And you know, your brother was a great player too. And we've we've got players that's got that kind of potential there. And Gerard seems to just bring us that. But he seems he rec- in my eyes he recognises the chinks in the armour. He's done it year on. It's hard to do that all one go. He's done it year on, year on, year on. And I think next season you'll see a, a better calibre player once again coming in. And then we'll work on that, and I think that'll be something we can take forward next year. We always seem to go forward with them rather than backwards, in my opinion. You know what I mean? That's been proven that each season he seems to get better and yeah, better. It's been in the making, I do think George. That's something we need to work on. It's been know. in the making for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. You've seen each season they've got better and better, and I think it's just clicked together this season. But again, it comes back to inside, I'll tell you, it comes back to one thing a lot of hard work in the training ground. Yeah. You can see they're well drilled, and when players. When he goes and makes changes, players come in um, and know their roles and responsibilities really well. I think that's where he deserves credit. He he, know, he, he identifies mistakes quickly. You know, you think that uh, this Rangers team, bar two players in Balogun and Roof, are the same team that lost that game to Hamilton Ackes last year. Mm. What, 13 points behind Celtic? Because he looked at it and seen defensively they were nowhere near good enough. You know, Tavernier and Barisic were going high, but there was no cover for them. So the Rangers were so open to counter attacks. Whereas this year, as Fergie says, it's not just happened by chance. They've went in the full summer and throughout the season, they've worked on that to be better defensively, better defensive as a team, as a midfield, and as the strikers. And that's, I agree with Fergie. So, hitting people on the counter attack, you can do that when teams attack you, but so many teams sitting against Rangers, it is hard to hit on the counter attack because teams are only attacking in three or four players and leaving mm-hmm. six men behind the ball. So, it's very difficult to break on, on six players. Yep. Yeah, I, I was meaning at the end side when they need to go for it. The teams will do will isolate for seventy five minutes because they don't want to boot the game. But when they eventually do have to come forward to get something out the game, which is usually the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, because Kelly done that Saturday, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we are. I, I can't 
quite find the word, but I don't think we're doing it well enough. You know, we're not. Um, I, 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 the word's not coming to me, but you know what I mean. You, we're just when it, the chances do come in the last fifteen minutes, I don't think we're taking mm. the, the enough opportunities. But bearing in mind, George, you're missing three big players as well. You're missing Morelos, Roof. In Arfield Arfield's a big big miss mm. For Rangers at this moment yep. in time I don't know if you agree with me Since he came into the team After Arebo got injured I, I He was fantastic fan, Barry, But he's brilliant this season yep. He's been absolutely brilliant you know? He's had some se- season hasn't he George can you believe It's time for the news But we're back for an hour After this Feel the heat of the game The crunching tackles The near misses And diving headers Feel the drive from the sidelines Feel the passion of your captain Feel the celebrations Feel the last minute heartache And the penalty save That changes everything Feel the heat of the game From the comfort of your own home With OPC Energy Limited For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns Renewable energy and more Visit opc-ltd.uk the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Hour two, round two, a sparky first hour of the programme. Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, Paul Cooney, and loads of your calls coming in. Rangers, 18 points clear. And uh, it's European football for Rangers Thursday night in Belgium. Royal Antwerp await. Uh, what a record Stephen Gerrard's got in Europe. We always say this as a player. And building it as a manager with Rangers too. Yes, he's got a fantastic record uh, while he's been at Rangers in Europe. Um, Rangers ha- have had a fantastic run this season again. And I can see them going through, Paul, if I'm being honest with you. The confidence it, it must be flowing through the, the team just now. Even in, in Saturday, I thought the first half wasn't great. Definitely improvement in the second half, there's no doubt. So they've got to go into the game with confidence and I'm sure they'll get the, the right result. A last 16 place could be for them. Sorry. Yeah, this, yep. is, this is Rangers set up well in these games. You know, I think in Scotland, they go and press teams high. I think away from home in Europe, their equal is good at sitting in. And, and like the, the last caller said, they can hit teams, teams on the counter-attack in Europe. Um, he'll be going there with a game plan on how to stop them I'm just looking at their form here it's quite decent I think they drew with Standard Liège away at the weekend but I wasn't that impressed with Standard Liège when when Rangers played them this year uh, mm. the most impressive performance for me was the Benfica one you know I think Benfica have spent second most amount of money in the world this year and and Rangers were more than a match for them so I, I expect Rangers to go through over mm. the two legs It changes his set up when he, he goes he away from home in Europe and I quite like that that's something that maybe was was questioned against him mm. uh, the first year or two um, as I said he's he's definitely got better as a manager and you can see his team are I've got not just plan A but they've got plan B when they want they can go and sit in and hit in the counter attack and also they can go and do a do a high press um, one thing I'm always I think Morelos needs to go back in mm-hmm. he needs to play especially if you're going to play with a team sitting in when you get the ball you, you need somebody like Morelos where you can turn it and you can get he can get you up the pitch you I can see him massive how big a miss he's been yeah. the last couple of games is he straight back in Barry uh, yeah yeah, has to be I mean he would have yeah. been training every day anyways and they would have been um, keeping him up up to scratch in terms of fitness for me again I, I think I repeat myself every single time about Morelos but him and the Rangers team Rangers are a far better team he might not score as many goals as he did the previous seasons um, but he brings so much to the team Roof goes in back in for me on the right as well you know I know Hadji's done okay but I just think Roof in terms of his legs I think in Europe you need that I think he's been great and he scored that goal obviously but I think his general play in terms of how he defends when, when Rangers are sitting and then he's got that, that ability to go and uh, support uh, Morelos up top as well so I think Roof and Morelos are, are two massive okay. players he's for Rangers he's got good options si. yeah. yep. would, would you put Roof on the right? yeah but I like Roof yeah. I, I think he's he's. Um, it was a slow start mm-hmm. 
um, to his Rangers career, but he's starting to become a a real good signing for Rangers, and he's definitely got the qualities. You can see with the the goals that he scored over the last few months. Um, as I said, he's got good experience as well. And then what? Sorry, what would that be then? Kamara, Jack, Davis in the middle with Kent, Morelos, and Roof. Yes. Yeah, that would that'd be your. That's for Thursday night, Royal Antwerp. Before that, in the league, Celtic Aberdeen on Wednesday and St Mirren against Hamilton. Right, pay rise time and uh, a long-term contract to 2024 for Jim Goodwin at St Mirren. I think it's important, you know, for the overall stability of the club because of the the huge turnover of managers that there's been in in recent times at St Mirren. I think it's important that, you know, as a club, we don't continue in that vein. So I'm very grateful to Tony uh, and to the board for being um, as straightforward as what it was and you know not making life difficult I think we've agreed on a deal that's fair for both parties I'm just delighted that both myself and Lee Sharp will be here for at least the next three years Good news Cy for St Mirren fans will be happy Yeah Lee Sharp's done well since he's Man United is getting that St Mirren assistant manager <laughs> <laughs> uh, No it's great news yeah. you know I think Jim Gooden's been a breath of fresh air at St Mirren I liked that he never went in and tried to play this free-flowing football straight away he's took it in baby steps he He's got them hard to beat, first of all. And you're now starting to see them play that wee bit better football. Um, I think Jim Goodwin's got a, a big future in management. I do. I enjoy listening to him speak. I think he's clever. You know, I think he's always got a game plan going into a game. And one thing he does for me as well is he makes players better. I think that's massive now in, in teams like St Mern when you're looking to sell players on. So it's great a bit of business for, for St Mern to get Jim Goodwin signed up. Yep, I agree. He's, he's um, done really well since he's come into the job. Uh, and it gives... No, just Jim and his assistant stability. It gives the clubs the stability. They can go and build on something. Now, you see at the start of the season, um, his recruitment's been really good. Uh, he's dipped into different leagues. Um, and again, I, I think it's something that, that St Man were going to do anyway. There's no doubt that he's, he's certainly improving. He's still young. He's still obviously learning, but they've got a good manager. He's not even 40 yet, is he? No. no. Here's no. Callum on the line about the Jim Goodwin situation. Callum, good evening. Good evening. Um, first point I've got on Jim Goodwin is it's great news for St Mirren that he's been given that new contract. The guys have mentioned the fact that he's obviously been able to do a great job at St Mirren so far, which is which is great to see if you're a, a St Mirren fan. But yep. also Aloha, he came in after obviously Jack Ross was there and a lot of people, when, when you looked at the job that he was able to do, probably thought that would be hard to follow Aloha, but he's done it there and he's mm-hmm. also done it at St Mirren as well. So I think he deserves credit for for both those jobs, I think he's been refreshing. And the the key quote though from from that uh, audio that you played there was, "It's a deal that works for both parties." And that kind of brings me on to my next point, which is a lot of Aberdeen fans are talking about this need and want for a change in the summer um, from Derek McInnes. Now, I think Derek McInnes has been a really strong Aberdeen manager. I think it's hard for anyone to argue otherwise. But a, a, a breaking point for both parties always always comes eventually and I think both of them could be doing with a fresh challenge and if they do, even though he's just signed this long new contract today, I think Aberdeen have to go and get Jim Goodwin uh, this summer if they change manager. I think any side out with Celtic Rangers in Scotland, any of the so-called bigger sides, if they're changing manager anytime soon, then I think Jim Goodwin has to be the first man on the list. He's proven in Scottish football in the Championship, he's now proven in the Premiership as well. He doesn't have the greatest budget in the world and as Simon said, he works with what he's got. He doesn't come in and play free-flowing attacking football from day one when he doesn't have the players. He waits till he's got the players, like a Brophy, who have come in. Obviously, McGrath's been playing well this season and placed his strengths. And that's, for me, why 
although it's good news for St Mirren fans today, mm-hmm. I think it might just be a way of getting more compensation because it'd be a wanted man come the summer if one of the top sides okay. changes manager. Let's put it to the guys. Barry, the first thing I'm sure we'd want to say is that Derek McInnes is very much the manager yeah, of Aberdeen. I, 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 yeah. I think it's disrespectful to say anything about Derek just now. I mean, what Callum just says, he has been a fantastic manager. He's gone through a tough time. Don't get us wrong here, um, but he's still the Aberdeen manager, and I still think Derek has got the ability as a manager to come through this. There's there's no doubt about it. In regards to, to Jim Goodman, that's why St Man have signed him up my longer term contract because there will be clubs looking at Jim Goodman. There's no doubt about that. If he continues what he's done this season, and certainly if he gets him in the top six, that's why they've put him on a longer term deal for compensation. Um, so I've no doubt in my mind in time Jim will reach the top. Um, at this moment in time is it right I think he's doing the right thing being at St Man. I think it's a great grounding for him I know Callum mentioned there he's been at Alaba again done really well but I think Jim's got something special brewing there he's, he's building something really well I think in time he will go to the top but in terms of Aberdeen I hope I'm not just saying it because he's an ex-teammate of mine I hope Derek comes through this mm-hmm. um, and you think he will? yep I believe the, the type of character mm-hmm. and how I know him I think he will come through it. Side, the two things there. For, about Jim Goodwin himself yeah. and St Mirren, they're a good club, aren't they? You know, they're, yeah, it's a smaller club, they've been top six, they don't have debt, they're well run, Tony Fitzpatrick, you know, um, it's a good place, good learning. Some of the signings, the Richard Tates and all that, he's impressed everyone. He's played the Irish market, as you mentioned well. What is it about Jim Goodwin? What's he got? How far can he go? I think the players really respect working and I, I really enjoy working under him I think he's very honest with them you know he's, I think he's got that mix of the, the old school and the new school where if you're not doing it he'll tell you but also Paul which you must have as a manager I think he's tactically good and I think players respond to that I think he's very good on the training pitch as I say as a modern day manager you need to be a good coach and for what I hear he's he's the one that takes everything and I think you can see that in how his teams play uh, one thing I liked about Jim Goodwin I'm sure he got Callum Amara in saying that when he was at Alloa he got offered the St Mirren job no, and, and he, he knocked it back because he didn't think he was he ready he never got it I don't yeah. think he got it yep. Did he, I, I, I was pretty sure he got offered it and he thought he wasn't ready for it so again any other usual manager would jump at a chance like that so I think he is a clever guy he knows when the right time it goes I think Jim Goodwin still got another year 6 months 18 months at St Mirren before he goes and takes another job you know, I think he want, his aim would be to get St Mirren to the top six. Maybe when he does that, he feels that he'd be ready to go and take an Aberdeen. Fergie will tell you, it's different keeping St Mirren in the league and going having the expectation of yeah. finishing third at Aberdeen, Fergie, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I think that's why he, he will stay at St Mirren for the foreseeable future. There's no doubt he signed it. He has, he, there's something special brewing there. You can mm. see, we go back to, he's went into different markets, but he's brought good experience in Fraser for uh, Ross County, Tate for Muddle. Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy as well mm-hmm. for St Johnson um, he's brought seasoned pros in to help the younger players I do think in time he will get that, that move to the bigger club but I just think he's in a place just now where he's doing good things and he's learning his trade still and you know yourself if you're in a job that you love you know that's so it's, it's no common in football people think that, that that happens all the time but he loves St Man. you know that's his club he played there and like you say Paul they're backing him mm-hmm. you know he went and signed Eamon, Eamon Brophy and you think is the Aberdeen job that attractive win? I think Aberdeen wanted Brophy and he decided to go for St Mirren. So, you know, when you look at things like that, Jim Goodwin's got the free run of the club. I've no doubt that his final, his say is final. And when you're in a job like that and you're doing well, it's a very tough decision to leave. 
Callum, good call. Thanks very much for that, Callum, there also with the CFB podcast. But we never like when people are in a job. You heard people earlier about Neil Lynn. It is tough, isn't it? But the fans, there's you, so much you can in social see media. watching yep. Derek doing an interview. This is hurting Derek. Yeah. Mm. It's hurting Derek just now. Yep. And that's yep. why I hope he, he does come through it because it's tough when there's, there's so much. What do Aberdeen fans expect? Mm. What, what do they expect? Third. Yeah. And a trophy. Yep, they're still yep. they're, they're still in the run for third. Mm. Let's see at the end of the season. Um, I'm sure Derek's more than confident he can get that that third place. I think it'll take him a while to turn it around. I don't think it'll be overnight. It's due to the fact that he lost Hedges and Wright, and people say yeah, but he's brought in three players. But the three players are completely different players to what Hedges and Wright are. Hedges were and Wright were two guys that like to drop into the pockets, get on the ball. Where he's signed three centre forwards now, so again, he's going to need to change his formation. He's going to need to change how he plays. And that's tough. So I think it'll take three or four weeks before you start to see the best the likes of Kimberry, Hornby and, and Henry F. St. Johnston. All right. Monday night, Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Let's go back in the lines. Kev's on, a Rangers fan. Kev, good evening. Good evening. How you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. You? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, just for a start, Barry, how did your brother could have waited till you got up the road to argue with me about the Edward point there, bro. No bad Kev. <laughs> one nil, Kev. Good one. Yeah. No, no, no. I was, just, I was actually going to go talk about uh, one of the youth players at Rangers that's currently at loan, uh, young Kai Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched a couple of performances. Sorry, my daughter's in a bit crazy. <laughs> uh, He's at Wraith Rovers, isn't he? Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Aye. And uh, just to see if, what, what you're thinking with maybe I'm coming into back up Kent uh, possibly next season. Uh, or do you think that he's still too raw and still a bit too young um, and needs maybe possibly another another year under his belt but a uh, loan team? I think the most important thing for young Kai Kennedy is, is to play games at a good level. I, I, see, I actually watched him just before he went on loan to Wraith Rovers. He was at Cali Thistle and I watched him against Queen of the South and I thought he was outstanding. He had Willie Gibson doing the Canadian yeah, band dance, didn't he? he did. There's no doubt, Kev, he's, he's certainly got the potential. I just think the most important thing for players of Kai's age is to go and play a number of games at a good level. And the Championship is a, is a hard league, it's a tough league. Um, there's no doubt if he keeps progressing there will be an opportunity for him to, to try and break into that, that Rangers squad um, yeah. it's clear Rangers think a lot of him uh, they, they signed him in a new a new contract but the most important thing is that he's getting game time and he's playing week in week out and he's playing at a good level and he's getting that at Wraith Rovers is he an old fashioned winger yeah. he's only 5 foot 4 do you know yeah. what I like about him they've put him to good clubs as well Fergie yep. Inverness who play football Wraith who play good mm-hmm. football I was speaking to Andy Halliday last week he said Kai Kennedy's the best player they've played in the championship this year he said he really? was outstanding yeah. when Wraith beat was yeah. it 4-1 to beat Hearts Fergie yep. yep but again it'll come down to how Kai Kennedy does you know it's up to him if he wants to go and be Kent's understudy if he goes back pre-season and he's flying in training I've that, no that's what he's got yeah. to prove it he, it'll be up to he's, him he's got to play for now until the end of the season really well at Wraith he had the first good half of the season at Inverness he's, he's carried that on to Wraith Rovers and there will be an opportunity first day pre-season the manager will want him in and it's up to him to go and show that let me stay about here if no I don't think it would be a bad thing if he's not going to get game time to go out and loan again but there comes a point and there comes an yeah. age where they need to be pushing but I do think nah, he's, he's clearly got the potential to, to be a Rangers player. But what I like, Paul, is we, I don't think we get enough of them in the country as a, as a boy that wants to take people on. He's got the tricks, yeah. you know. I know we're, we're bringing through good midfield Love players it. just now, centre midfielders, Billy Gilmore guys, Turnbull guys like that, but yeah. 
you know, in terms of getting bums off seats, Kai Kennedy's one of them. I've seen uh-huh. him play a couple but of times. Si- he goes at people, Fergie. He wants yep. to take people on. See, as well, we speak about it quite a lot. It's great to see that these boys want to go out and play. Yeah, at a tough level. Tells you a lot sure. about them, Fergie, doesn't mm-hmm. it? A tough level. So much that, yeah, there's yep. places that it's no great to play. Bumpy pitches are no ideal. I love seeing a young kid go out and get the experiences. Kev? Ah, well, that was what Sai said as well. We could have got bums off seats and mm. offer something different that you don't see much in the Scottish game. And that's not talking down to any wingers yeah. or talking down to any of the, the player and that. He's just got a different technique. And I think possibly right now it's maybe to do with his size and stature that, mm. he, that he's able to have that low centre of gravity and, mm. and move about the park really well. Uh, but I, for, for me, I'm not too sure. It's just because we don't know if anything just now at Rangers that the backs came up. What about uh, Scott Wright, Kev? Yeah, that's aye, a good point. Not, the cameos, I've seen him in the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that he's, he has, he's definitely going to offer something different that we've not already got. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, long term, it's got to take a while to look at him and judge him. But aye, it's, it's, it's something different again. But it was just kind of looking forward, obviously, because... This season done and dusted, so we've got the ability now as fans and, and as a club to, to look forward to next year and uh, and progress and uh, hopefully progress some of the young players. But you see as well at Rangers, it's not enough just to have good ability on the ball. You know, you think Greg Stewart's got great ability on the ball, Jordan Jones has got good ability, Aye. but if you didn't work hard off the ball and you didn't get about the Aye. pitch the way he does, then you're not playing. It comes so down to mentality talented. and temperament. Temperament yep. mm-hmm. uh, And what I, I believe I think, is I just, I've heard people speak about him I think he's, he's got them And it's a great uh, learning I, I just love the fact that Young young guys are prepared to go out yep. And do the dirty well, side And them, play other clubs I think clubs. putting them at teams like Inverness and uh, Rafe Rovers and stuff like that Who are they actually You'd expect them possibly to be challenging For the yeah. championship title But they're not going to be in trophy games As as much as they would the Rangers who's going to maybe get that, that working mentality mm-hmm. at them and, and the pressing mentality when he's played at the clubs like that so I'm hoping that's why they're doing that to add that to his game He's 19 next month yeah. so you might be up against him next season if he's still at Rovers oh, I'll be booting him don't worry about that no, no, uh, I've, I've played against him I think I mean he's what did you say Paul? Uh, yeah. 19 19 next month yeah, yep, he's March. still yep. still that's, young that's still young mm-hmm. um, I, I still yeah, think I, maybe they might bring him in and let him join in with the, the first team pre-season then put him out again a wee year in the SPL maybe Fergie yeah he yep. certainly got the ability I mean when I seen him for Cali Thistle I was um, I was really impressed and then I heard John Robertson speak about him they mm-hmm. done they spoke about him for a good couple of minutes after the game and he couldn't speak highly enough of him about his attitude and that's key as a young player you've got to have the attitude spot on Kev we've got an extra listener is that young Stevie your daughter yeah. <laughs> she's not giving me peace sorry it's hard go- it's hard to work put- isn't it watching the wee one I, yeah. I think she knows that I'm on the radio she's giving me grief so I try to put Pepper Pig on to uh, I'm user, but oh, that's a, definitely not happening. That's Sai's favourite. Well, is, is it Stevie? It's Stevie's daughter's called oh, Stevie. I love that. Yeah. Do you know how I love Stevie? We were, we were going to, we were going to call our daughter Stevie because Stevie Nicks. We oh, love Stevie, Stevie Nicks. I love it. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Who's yours named after anyone now? Ah, well, I know obviously every, everybody kind of tries to question it to see if it's Stevie Jedd yeah. up, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. Kev, great call. Thanks very much. Right, okay, thanks Cheers. Very much. Cheers. Bye to Peppa Pig. Cheers. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. In terms of the performance, I thought it merited a, a bigger win, if you like. I thought we created some real good chances, especially in the second half to go and get the second and the third. But, you know, that last little bit of our play was missing. Um, so we need to keep trying to improve in that area. But there was certainly a reaction from last week. We came off ourselves last week. 
uh, in terms of our identity. But today we we bounced back with another strong win, even though the scoreline doesn't suggest that. Um, Alan's been relatively quiet, and of course, there's very few problems over the 90 minutes. So I'm very pleased with that. The players have had that in abundance over the years. They're in a good place at the minute. They're confident. I think they believed that they would win the game today. You know that proved to be the case. But we had to work really hard for it. You know against the side here, buoyant at the minute. So to come here and play as well as that and win the game, it's very pleasing. That's the two managers after the weekend. You know the story by now. Rangers winning 1-0. Should have been more, said the manager. Probably should have been uh, against Kilmarnock. Yeah, yeah. certainly in the, the second half performance. I, I thought they were a bit slow out the traps, if I'm being honest with you, uh, the first half of the game um, against Kilmarnock. But I thought this, the second half there was a clear improvement. And um, the only disappointing thing uh, for the manager and, and the team would probably not be winning by another couple of goals. Um, but listen... You take it, it's a good three points. Um, you certainly got a, a response for the, the previous disappointing performance and result against Hamilton. The goal difference is only 20 better than Celtic, Barry. You know, <laughs> every goal counts. I saw you smile earlier on when uh, Kev was on and he said, Oh, well, the league's done already. Did you see that, Si? Uh, he but started not, dancing, didn't uh, no. he? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, he won't. No, he's not. <laughs> he didn't crack a light. Uh, si, so Rangers, it's just a question of when is it going to happen? And Celtic beginning to put a run together, four in a row. Edward top scorer in the country too little too late and the fans are on tonight loads in the social saying uh, you know, what's going to happen at Celtic the review came out today but there's nothing about the manager and what is going to happen Celtic announcing results of 6 million 5.9 um, of a deficit in the first six months of this year um, but we just we're no further forward what is going to happen at Celtic Neil Lennon can they keep winning? Yeah they can because I think as I've said before I think they're doing the dirty side of the game much better Everyone is um, is working hard in terms of stopping another team play, and that's that's where they fell short this year. I think the signing of Kenny is a good one. I, I think he brings that enthusiasm where he wants to defend. You know, I can't remember many times I'm getting beat and crosses going into the box, and then he brings enthusiasm on the other side. Um, and again, Scott Brown, you know, he looked really good Saturday, uh, Sunday. Sorry, um, being at the team, you know, the Hurtham that Soros played, but I thought he looked back to himself. Um, at the weekend so that's another good sign there's competition for places Paul you know Christy will he play will he be on the bench Griffiths is there to come in and yet he's there Soros there so that, that and that's what Celtic have missed this year there's not been a competition for places you know there's been um, they've had their, their guys like David Turnbull on the bench but in terms of pushing each other to get into the team Celtic have missed that but they've now got that and I, I expect Celtic to go on a run Barry yeah what about Edward <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Edward as well, well. Uh, yeah. I wonder who I else bet, uh, yeah. no, I better not mention him uh, oh. Derek phones back. Oh, On you go uh, He may do uh, Darren a Celtic fan is on the line Darren good evening uh, How are you doing guys you alright? Yeah we're fine thanks What's in your mind tonight? So it was, it was that, that statement That wasn't really a statement today You know it's been uh, You have yeah. said it time and time again The fans that have been on the night Calling in you know, it's nine paragraphs, 700 words uh, saying absolutely nothing. Um, you know, the, uh, the guy spoke about it earlier on, you know, if you're talking about building for the uh, for next season, if you're approaching players, players want to know what's going on. You know, the, the, the guys who are making contact might be telling the players, oh, well, this is the plans that mm-hmm. we've got going forward. But really, the, the club's taking the, the fans for, uh, for mugs because they know come... May, June, when, or April, May, June, when season tickets are up for sale. We're going to flood in, we're going to buy our season tickets. There might be a, a, a small minority decide, you know what, I'm not going to, but they'll still sell their, their, their season tickets. It's just, it's so infuriating that 
they just they seem to hold such contempt for for uh, the fans. Darren, do you think maybe they don't know what to do? Well, if that's the case, that the, the you know there's a lot of experienced heads in, in that board, executive, non-executive. Mm-hmm. It should be if that's the case, it should be more than just Peter Law that that's leaving at the end of the season, because you've got people who are who are earning. You know, I think the the non-execs are on a, a, a base of a. Sixty, sixty-five thousand pound a year. You know that's a lot of money, especially to to the Celtic fans. You know, and if you don't know what to do at your job when you're earning sixty, sixty-five k a year, yeah. then that's time to go. You need to, you know, you need to give that up. You know, you're no, you're no fit for purpose. I know those figures are not uncommon for a, a for a PLC which Celtic is. But I understand it. We understand it. If they're, you know, they want answers now. Dan's like every other Celtic yeah. fan. They just want to say, see, sorry, what we their clubs going forward it's plain and simple yep. that, that's all they want to know who's the manager what way are we going who are we going to bring in in terms of players is there a director of football is there a new head of recruitment that's all that the fans are looking for and in that statement there's no any uh, any further forward for me but Jink though with the, with the releasing statement like that while the league's not won yet would they come out and say that? I, I think maybe when the league's won, I think things will change. But I think up until then, but why you they're say, not giving much away. But why you say a, a month or so ago? Was it a month or so ago? Uh, it was er- early December, out? December the 7th. So it's two months ago. They said, we'll make a statement uh, in January. Yep. Yep. So, but Simon, possibly but sta- that, is the that case. statement said that Neil Lennon will be the manager, but th- this statement hasn't said that, has it? No. It said that they're working behind the mm-hmm. scenes to come to a decision. So I'd. I, I, in the state, I never expected that we'd come out and say what Neil Lennon's future was. I don't think many clubs do do that, Paul. I know Rangers done it when Advocate came in, but other than that, I can't think of many statements in in February where a, a board come out and tell you who the manager's going to be next season or if the manager's going to be there. Darren, Darren, what do you think? Do you think Neil Lennon will be the manager going forward? You know what, Barry? See, see as the days go on, and you know the the. The lines that you see coming out of the the the, the club, you know, the, the video the interview that Peter Law done, that statement today, and the way Lennon, Neil Lennon's talking as well, you know, we're planning for the next. I, I shuddered, man. The next two, three, four seasons, man. Oh, I tell you, it, it just it's beggar's belief, you know. And and I, I've said it time and time again on here. It all stems back to one thing. They say it in the statement today that every decision's got to be made calm, you know, and collected. Peter Law near broke his neck going and doing the steps at Hamden to jump into the shower to offer Neil Lennon a job after after winning the treble when he come in after Rogers. There was nothing calm and collected or, you know, there was no real thought process went into that. They've come out and says that they've jumped in, all the other CVs are in the drawer, we've not even looked at them. Everything that's went wrong, the standards that have dropped at Celtic, the the results, you know, you, you go back to Cluj last season, Yep. Everything stems for that one idiotic decision. And the only point, the only silver lining I can see in that statement today is they maybe had a wee tip of the heart to that decision when they did go in, let their heart be the decision making rather than their heads, mm-hmm. and it's cost Celtic. Now, again, I'm not saying that anything different, you know, we would have won the 10 this year or whatever, but the standards have dropped so far under Neil Lennon, 
and it all stems for that one decision. Well, Sai's going to come in here, but on that day, the majority shareholder was there and he went down to the dressing rooms and it was Dermot Desmond who was with Peter Lowe, wasn't it, Sai? When Lenny was offered the yeah. job. Yeah. yeah, like the caller says, maybe they didn't want to rush into the decision if, if, if they think that they rushed that one. But in terms of if the director of football is getting interviewed, what, what do you think would be more important, Fergie getting in first? Would the director of football then pick a manager or would you pick a manager to pick a director of football? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's what—that's yep. the confusing part yep. for me. Most things go around the manager, though, don't they? If you've got a top-class yeah, manager, I, I think the manager's the, the most important at the club side. We've spoke about it. And Rangers got Stephen Gerrard. We're in Gerard. agreement, and I, yeah. I, that's what I—I I think that the manager has but got to make the final decisions. See, this the, the chief exec's not a football guy; he's a business guy. Does he know then bring a director of football in to pick a manager? Well, if the club bring in. A manager. If you bring, but you know, the Martin O'Neill when he came in, he was totally in charge, wasn't he? Yeah. The football. Yeah. Alex Ferguson, the Man United, that, yeah. Stephen Gerrard, but the Rangers. I would imagine that's part of it. Stephen Gerrard has been given the time and the authority to build it around him. They had Mark Allen was in charge of the football operations, and it's changed. And Ross I'm sure Wilson. Stephen Gerrard was yeah. part of the the process of bringing Ross Wilson in. Mm. There's no doubt about that. So the director of football has been interviewed now. That along with they're saying that would make you think that Neil Lennon would be the manager if, he's, if he's helping yeah. pick director of, of football yeah. no. Darren nobody knows do they what's your what's your final thought my final thought is for me that this you know the manager is, is the be all and end all at a football club mm. is absolute Neanderthal yep. thought process okay you look at all the top clubs throughout the Europe right they've got a structure in place when they've got a sporting director or director of football and they, they've been there for years mm. they've been there for years they implement strategy plans and goals throughout the club throughout the club for grassroots right up they have to come in where a manager's interviewed for that job you've got to toe the line this is what we're expecting these are the goals you didn't achieve them you're out you didn't want to work with them then you're not even getting in the door and that, to me I, if, yeah, if they're going down the director of football route that's fair enough. If you're interviewing the new, that's great. That maybe means, right, if, if it's my thought process that they're fully in, that the, the director of football is then going to come in and say, right, this is a strategy, because that'll be part of his um, uh, interview process. This is a strategy. This is where I see Celtic going. And yeah. these are the people that I think would be able to take us to the place that we need to go. That was my kind of point, but he said yeah. it a lot better than me. I think you look at Bayern Munich, they've got one of their ex-players that does it. He, he's he's Rumiger. He does that yeah. job. He, and then he picks managers. Reading between the lines, it looks to me like Celtic are going down that route, where they're going to appoint a guy who makes football decisions. And like he says, that's whether it's a first team manager or who the under twenty one manager, how they play. I think there'll be a guy in place that will decide on that. Once he's appointed, he'll then maybe look at do I like Neil Lennon or do I want to get someone else in? Go Radio Football Show Monday night. So many calls coming in. Jake is on in Partick, a Rangers fan. Hi, Jake. Good evening. Hi guys, how you doing? Good, thanks. What's on your mind tonight? I just want, I might be a bit premature in the season, but might as well talk about something positive for a change. Uh, I just want to put forward um, or hear the guys' thoughts on player of the season. Uh, for me personally, I always think player of the season should go to a player on the winning side. So, assuming Rangers won the league, for me, it should go to a Rangers player. And being a Rangers fan myself, I find it very, very difficult to not pick Stephen Davis just purely based on consistency. The guy, the guy's like a fine wine. I just think he deserves it. He's coming up. He's coming up in the rails, isn't he? He is playing so well. Yeah, was it Robert? Uh, Robert phoned in and said he'd give it to McGregor. I said uh-huh. Davis. You said Davis, Davis on Saturday. For me. Yeah. Just, I think he's just that that guy that every other Rangers player looks to. You mm-hmm. know, in terms of when they are under the cosh, you'll still take the ball. 
You know, he's the one like we see Saturday when that tempo drops. Fergie said that he, he's running at the edge of the box to go and close people down. He sets the standards. Um, and how they play in terms of passing the ball through the lines over the top. See, everything comes through Steve Davis. And Rangers are at their best when Steve Davis is playing well. And again, he's added that defensive side of his game where at 36, mm. he's chasing people down, he's chasing up the pitch, he's covering fullbacks. So for me, Steve Davis, would, it would be him as well. I, I can't argue with it. I mean, oh, go on. You're in the mood tonight to argue. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't argue with the, the fact that Jake's mentioned Stephen Davis. He's yeah. definitely got got to be in the running. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He's um, and he describes him really well. He has like a fine mind. He's just getting better. He, he's been all. He's always been a very good football player. But um, he's just bringing um, his experience. He knows how to play the game. He knows the game inside out, and uh, he's so vital. You you see the difference. When he's brought out the Rangers team, I know Ryan Jack goes in and, and does well, but I really like the two of them playing together, mm-hmm. and, and you, that then allows mm-hmm. Ryan Jack to go and break forward. But for me, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he gets it. But he's got a couple of players who are going to be up mm-hmm. there with him. There's no doubt, Alan McGregor, Tavernier's come off it a little yeah. the last few weeks. Um, but still, Fergie's return's been unbelievable yep, for a right back, isn't it? It's probably because how good he was before the turn of the year in yeah. terms of his assists and his goals um, but I don't think many people could argue if Stephen Davis was Rangers player of the year So when will you vote? Is it too early just now? Yeah. For you? Yeah. Yep. But so, you said it was between four Fergie he said, I think Fergie Goldson. said Goldson, mm-hmm. McGregor, Tavernier and Davis and that tells you everything about Rangers season how good they've been defensively yep. You know Stephen Davis plays that one sitting in front of the, front, the back four Goldson who Made far too many mistakes last year. You can count on one hand the amount he's made this year. Tavernier right back. They've all they've all improved defensively massively. Fair, get they? Yep, definitely. Goals. That, that that's the four that will be in the, the running for me. The four that that size just mentioned there. Go, Goldson has definitely improved this yep. season. Tavernier the same. Alan McGregor. Well, Alan McGregor's Alan McGregor. He's just frightening goalkeeper. But Stephen Davis. He's performing. I, I thought on Saturday watching the game, he was just a joy to watch. I actually just loved the way he went about the game, and we were mentioning it on Saturday. But he's going and in, in closing uh, closing people down. He's sprinting 30, 40 yards. That's a guy at thirty six years of age. He's a, he's a credit to he's a, a credit to himself. The way he looks after himself, the way he plays the game. He's just a, a proper all round footballer. That's the best I can describe him. He's an inspiration to you, isn't he? You're only thirty three. A couple of weeks no. ago, I'm knackered all the time. He's <laughs> fit as a fiddle, so Jake. I'm, not, I'm not doing summer. See, on Golden Talk, I what's Golden got better at? Ask Jake. Jake, Jake what do you Golden's got better? Just not making as many mistakes. He's just doing the basics for yeah. me. He's doing the basics better. Jake, I, I feel I feel with Golden, a lot of it's confidence too. Like. Um, Every time it must be good for a defender. Every time we keep a clean sheet, like because of well, I, don't, I can't remember how many we've got, and I've actually lost count clean sheets this season. Every single time, if we're not conceding, even if we're not playing that well, like the other day, you're not playing that well, but you still keep a clean sheet. As a mm-hmm. centre back, you just be sitting there thinking, "Well, I done my job." So every single week, he's not getting anything negative to worry about. Uh, even even you look at the teams, uh, the most difficult teams in the league. We've not, not conceded a goal to Celtic. We've conceded one to Aberdeen all season. So that you look at the more difficult teams, well, we're not conceding. So for Golden, it must just be confidence because he's been there two years now. You knew he was a good player. You knew he's easily one of the better centre backs in the league, and you could see that. But sometimes when he made a mistake in a game, it affected him for a month, five, six weeks. But not in, in, in yep. terms of Golson, for me, it's concentration. His concentration mm. levels are, have been spot on this year. That's where he probably lacked the previous couple of seasons. But again, 
big improvement for goals in this season. He was a chance a game last year, wasn't he? You always thought he'd, he'd yep. get away one chance during the game, but yep. as I, I think said, he's got everything to say. Yeah. He, he's strong. Is he quick, he's fair, quick. Yeah, yeah. He's deceivingly quick. Um, but again, I, I, it comes down to one thing. I think his concentration levels have been spot on. This again, season. Davis for me brings Golton's game on because when last year when Davis maybe wasn't at his best, he was in and out of the team. Golton for me used to try and overplay whereas now when Davis is in the team it's pass the ball to Steve Davis and then concentrate on defending and I think that's helped Golton massively Yeah. Alright Jake thanks for that in the West End I hope you weren't at a party at the weekend allegedly <laughs> Jake a Rangers fan there uh, player of the year for you Steve Davis Jake thanks very much what's your scoreline Thursday night against Royal Antwerp? Uh, well, I saw I saw they drew one each with Standard Liège. Mm-hmm. So obviously Rangers beat Standard Liège home and away. So I'd like to think that we can go go there and do a job. So I'll say two 0 Rangers. Oh. Two 0 Rangers. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Good call though there from Jake, who's yep. going to be Player of the Year. And uh, yeah, more after this. Are you on win? The Bull Radio Football Show. Go Radio Football Show Monday to Friday and normally on a Saturday afternoon 2 till 6 but this weekend Barry we're on 2 till 6 on Sunday because Rangers playing in the afternoon and in Celtic at night time oh. Yep Celtic yep. Um, it's a strange kick off Celtic 8 o'clock Yeah, yep. on a Sunday on yep. a Sunday at 8 o'clock I was um I don't know why that is I don't know Do you know Paul? It must be the TV scheduling But there must yep. be some uh, reason Maybe all the other matches During the day I don't know why it's night time Rather yep. than 12 o'clock yep. yep so we're on on yep. Sunday So Looking um, forward to it Yep Looking forward to it To be honest with you We were talking about it Saturday It's been it's been a good fix for myself And, and yep. Si obviously Is used to playing on a Saturday So it gets us in Watching the football And and talking about it, we can, you, you is he bringing the soup, home, homemade soup, and the, the roast dinner? Oh, it's a Sunday, so uh, it'll have to be a bit special. Do you know what? Barry? What soup do you like? And I'll, I'll ask uh, your missus to make it. I like uh, what? What is it? Just lentil homemade soup, vegetable lentil. That's, that's, that's a wee bit. Of with, the wee ham, with the wee ham, with the wee ham hock through it, with the wee ham hock through it, that'd be nice. I'll get that sorted. No, just my fix. He can't run anymore because he's pulled his calf. Yeah, he needs to stop running with the Balenciagas. Barry, you're struggling a wee bit today, aren't you? Yep. Agitated, if yep. I'm being honest. Um, Never notice. Yep. I'm used to. I, I like going to run, but my, my calf is um, my calf is gone. You yep. know what it's like, so you It's good to get out and about, yep. and running clears ahead. Um, tried the day in my struggling my calf. It's old age, basically. Can you not hit the bag? You got the, you know the boxing bag in your house? No, no. That would be good for you. Get I get the old uh, boxing. Yeah, uh, that'd be good for you. West I've, got, I've got the mitts and the gloves. Yeah, um, punch them all. <laughs> <laughs> West Ham have gone one up against Sheffield United. A penalty. Uh, Rice has scored there just before half time. West Ham are flying. Rangers hopefully be flying on Thursday. Will they be going on Wednesday? They'll be flying to Belgium. Sai, you're not going to be with us until Friday. So what do you think? Uh, Rangers against Royal Antwerp, Europa League. I think Rangers would take a draw. Antwerp. I do. Yeah. I think they would take a draw, preferably obviously a score draw to get an away goal. But I think they'll go up. Uh, they'll set out to be hard to beat. They'll sit behind the ball and try and counter with Kent, Morelos, and Roof. Um, and I, I wouldn't expect if they did nick it because of their performance that they've had in Europe. Um, but a tough game, as I say, the drew with Standard Liège, so it won't be as easy as as maybe some people think. But then I think if you can get a one-one and take them back to Ibrox, you'd fully fancy yourself to go through. Yeah, but, any game in Europe's difficult yeah. away from home. Um, and and do you know what I think if Rangers I, I do think Rangers have got the the capability of winning the game but if, if they come away drawing the game they'll still be happy uh, taking Royal Antwerp back to, to Ibrook so any away game in Europe as I said is really tough um, but look I, I just like the way he sets up so I, I don't mm. know he, 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 as he says he hits in the counter he plays a bit differently for what he, he does normally domestically and 
they've got a few players back. Um, you, you maybe see, uh, well, no, maybe I think Morelos will definitely start. Roof as well. Um, is it too quick for for Arfield? I know he, he was on the bench on Saturday, so that's three big players Rangers have got back, and that makes us a squad. Even stronger Arfield's good in these games as well Because he is so good defensively Does that work But what he gives you Is when you win the ball back You need somebody If Morelos is going to drop deep To try and link the play Arfield's the one That will run on behind And, and I think that Causes teams a lot of problems So it be interesting to see I think he will go with Kamara Davis and Jack In the middle of the pitch Just to, to keep it tight Yep Davo and, and Jack Sitting Um and Kamara's a strong midfield three Kamara's good in these games fair again where, where you are under the caution you need to keep it under pressure he's good yeah but it suits his style Sai. Yeah. let's hear from Stephen Jarrett speaking about the match on Thursday it's a real exciting time for, for everyone connected to the club because um, we've got the chance to go into the last 16 of Europe again this is where the players these are where they want to test themselves it's a real good tie for us over the two legs it'll be tough and we're ready we welcome back Kamara and Alfredo into the group got options to pick from it'll be a nice break away from the league and we'll go there and give it everything we've got and try and set it up for the second leg and before that then Si because you'll not be with us till Friday uh, Celtic in action on Wednesday against uh, Aberdeen yeah Aberdeen obviously not in a great place I think Celtic have picked up I know it's not been spectacular but as I've said much better set up in terms of defending counter-attacks and, and how they stop crosses. Um, going forward, I don't think it's a problem, especially on that big pitch at Celtic Park. Lots of creati- creativity with Turnbull, Rogic and Christie in the team just now, and I think Celtic will be comfortable. Having watching some of Aberdeen's defending at the weekend, I know it was windy and they did keep a clean sheet, but um, Celtic will have too much for Aberdeen for me, and I, I think that could be a three or four. I Barry, do. what do you think? Yeah, well, Celtic are clearly, I mean, that's four games now. Um, as I said, it wasn't great in the first half, but it shows you that there's um, there's a bit of togetherness there, no doubt about it. When they go a goal down, that's when you sit back and you think, right, how are they going to respond? And they come back in the, the right manner. Um, I, I think Celtic will have too much for Aberdeen. Um, I, I do believe Derek will come through this, um, but no one Wednesday night. He must be hurting. You know him so well. You played alongside him. And he said he has had a lot of success at Aberdeen. Okay, one trophy. But what do they think is going to happen? But that's what happens. I mean, footballers, football fans are entitled to an opinion. We know. Yeah, yep. but, but Derek knows. He'll put himself under pressure. Sure. He'll demand that his, his team finishes um, third. Um, but they're still, I, I know they're a few points behind Hibs at this moment in time. There's still a bit of football to be played and I still think Derek will believe that he can get that third place. I think uh, it has maybe got to a stage so similar to Lennox where because the fans are so unhappy it's so hard to get results when that kind of pressure's on you both players and manager now. But he's been through this a couple of times yeah, at I Aberdeen. Um, I think it was I, I, I think the last one I think the fans were calling it he said I think it was when they played St Mun mm-hmm. down at St Mun. Yeah. And um, they were going through a tough time, and they came through that, and they started winning games again. So that's why I do believe. I think he's a good manager. Yeah, you, you only hear good things um, about how he goes about it. Um, his assistant's a good coach, uh, Tony Doherty. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm but sure he'll come through it. I'm more than willing to criticise managers when they've got their best team on the pitch every week in the not doing it. But I, I feel for managers because we know how tough it is when. Mm-hmm. You have got a small group of players and when one or two are out injured or you lose them, you need to change your whole, the whole dynamic of your team and it's tough to do that year on year. And it does get tiring. Um, and like I say, you know, they had such a promising partnership with Ferguson and McCrory. I can't remember the last time they two played together, Fergie. Mm. And that was, a, that was a big part of their team at the start of the season and why mm. they went on that run. And McCrory playing right back. Doesn't it suit him? On Saturday. Yeah. I- 
mean, uh, the good thing about Ross McCrory, he can play a number of positions, but for me, his best position is holding midfielder. He, he, he ju- that just but, brings the best out in him. But say si, you reckon Celtic will win. What's the scoreline on Wednesday? I'm going to go 3-0 Celtic. 3-0. Yeah. And Edouard back on the score sheet, you reckon? Yeah, when Edouard's in that type of form, you know, I don't think Ash Taylor and can Considine are particularly going through a great time. Uh, and I think yeah. Edouard always plays well against Aberdeen, usually scores in the form he's in. If he turns it on, I think you'll have... Far too much for, for the likes of Taylor and Considine. Six goals and six games for Edward, and it could reduce it to 15 points. I always say this, don't I? Imagine you just arrived here in Glasgow and you say, it's this is the narrowest the gap will have been in months, isn't it? 15 points behind Rangers. But Barry, you won't, uh, you won't call it just yet. Four games to go, four wins and one draw for Rangers. It's getting closer. Yeah, it's, it's getting closer, there's no doubt, as I says, they're, they're in pole position. But I think it'll be down to 15 points come Wednesday at 8 o'clock. And what about St Mirren against Hamilton, your hometown team? Oh. You've been on a roll, actually, the, the, the results at the weekend. Uh, you got loads of them, right? You said 2-1 Celtic yesterday. Sai, were you going for oh. Celtic yesterday? What is it, I know, we, we're not in a great <laughs> I run guess there. It the time. Uh, St Mirren yeah. Ackes. St Mirren Ackes. Yeah. I think that'll be Quite a draw. A match. I think a it'll draw. be a draw. I think, draw. Translate. Both play, I think they both yeah. play 3-5-2, so mm. it'll be very much man for man all over the pitch. Again. Do you know what? In fact, I'm going to change. Tell me. Just yeah, to put my foot on the line, yeah. I'm going to go Akis to win. Are you? Yeah, yes. away from home. Yeah. Going for but then you win the surprise if they get beat 4-0. Do you know what right. I mean? It's just the team that they are. But I'm going to put my neck on the line and say I'm on Akis. Okay. Sai, uh, Barry, what do you reckon? I'm going yeah. to go for Hamilton. Oh, I thank think, God for that. Huh? You I think, think St Mern, they've got too many important players out. I know they get a good point up at Aberdeen, but for me, I think Hamilton Akis will win the game. St Mirren on 33 points after 27. They just fell out the top six there the other day with the Dundee United win. Uh, Ross County at the bottom in 23, Hamilton in 23, Kilmarnock in 24. Tommy Wright wants to needs to get a win soon, doesn't he? Two defeats. Okay, you're playing Rangers there. You weren't expected to win. Uh, Motherwell in 28. They need some wins as well uh, under Graham Alexander. He had a good start, but that was a bad result at the weekend. St Johnson in 30. They've got the cup final in their mind. St Mirren on 33. Dundee United 34. Livingston in 39. Aberdeen in 45, Hibs on 49, Celtic 61 points, Rangers 79 points at 61 goal difference size. So uh, it's just a matter of time now, isn't it, to count down to Rangers celebrating the title? Yeah, the, yep. the only battles that are going on now are at the top six, which is a good yep. one. You know, Dundee United have came back into form. St Johnston, I expect to, to pick up as well. And then at the bottom, and again, you need to give massive credit to. Hamilton Ackes when else would we say that Hamilton Ackes we're back and Hamilton Ackes are going to be a, a team chasing the top six so full credit to Brian Rice um, but yeah Rangers far too far ahead now for Celtic what to catch them what do you think at the, the bottom Facts, you think Kamarnock will get dragged into it I do because I think they're in it now I, I know you feel yeah. like Lafferty to make an impact but he's that bit older isn't he and he's going to need to go in and put in a right shift when you're playing for Kamarnock is he that type Fergie that can go and well, he's at an age. This is probably, I wouldn't say last chance, but he needs to go and make an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a short term. The, the good thing about it, I think it works good for both the player and the club. It's a short term deal, three month deal. Mm-hmm. He needs to go in and show and hit the ground running, doesn't he? Try and get a longer, mm-hmm. a longer term contract. So that's why I'm thinking he might come in and and do really well. He's, he's there's no doubt, Kyle's a a very good player. Um, I know we're mentioning Lafferty, but Finlay and Broadfoot They need to get them fit, Fergie, didn't they? They're big players, Si. They're big players. Loads coming up this week. Antwerp against Rangers on Thursday. Wednesday, Celtic against Aberdeen and St Mirren against Hamilton. Tomorrow night, the programme's back. Rob will be here with Stephen Cragen and Marvin Bartley. That's tomorrow night at five. Si, Barry, thanks very much. See you tomorrow at five. 
The Ball Radio Football Show. Let's go! Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. 